It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm starving. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. This is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. You know the drill. He's Joe Dolan from FantasyPoints.com, where you must go use the code 22FEAST on top of the already 25% off, which is ridiculous at FantasyPoints.com. It's the show that's so nice, we do it twice. And we're getting into late games now, Joe, starting with the Niners in Carolina. Carolina's offense is just absolutely atrocious right now. Oh, Baker Mayfield. I I'll fully admit when I, when they traded for Mayfield, I'm like, hey, look, I, I'm not saying he's the answer, but I thought he was a better answer than Sam Darnold, better answer than PJ Walker, better answer than Teddy Bridgewater. So far, dead wrong about Carolina under Baker Mayfield. I, I mean, he's the worst starting quarterback in football, and. and I'm wondering if he's even worse than Justin Fields because at least Fields, if he he can at least take off and run and make a play with his legs. I mean, a whopping 62.5% of Mayfield's total passing yardage this year has come after the catch. So, like, the only guys – it's only players who are making plays for him. It's the second highest rate in the league. He leads the league in percentage of throws that are batted down at the line of scrimmage. 8% of them are batted down. He has completed 51.9% of his throws when not blitzed. It's the last in the league. It is atrocious right now. DJ Moore, among receivers per fantasy points data, with 15 or more targets, he is 67th of 73 in catchable target rate. Only 62.1% of his targets have been deemed catchable. Oh, and by the way, The receivers who have more than 15 targets all average a much higher average depth of target than DJ Moore. So by nature, the the ball's thrown farther down the field, the ball's less likely to be catchable. DJ Moore's average depth of target is 7.4, okay? These are layup throws, and Baker Mayfield is connecting on basically 60% of them to be even catchable. That's not to say they have been caught. I mean, he has been so bad right now. Oh, and by the way... The, the Panthers are running the fewest plays in the NFL by a long shot would be the fewest in about 20 years. I mean, there is nothing positive here. Christian McCaffrey obviously is dinged up. I know he got it done in the receiving game, but he doesn't look 100%. I'm glad he made it through that game. But there is nothing positive about the Carolina Panthers right now. This team is abominable. What about the Niners now? Uh, The Niners coming off a really big win for them. The defense really got to Matthew Stafford. Um, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, 15 targets, 12 targets over the last two weeks. Debo has been Jimmy G's first read target on 31% of the time, followed by Ayuk at 25%. Um, But it's a slow-paced offense. And unfortunately, it's hurting Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle in terms of a volume perspective. The 49ers are dead last in pace when the score is within one, which is which is the amount of time between snaps, by the way. 
So they are the slowest team in the NFL. Garoppolo's attempted just 56 passes over the last two weeks. Um, They're going to be the 49ers. Again, I just told you the Panthers run like 50 plays a game. This would be the worst in the NFL in two decades. This game is projected to have by far the fewest plays running it this this week, which is going to hurt Debo. It's going to hurt George Kittle. It's going to hurt Ayuk, and it's going to hurt Jeff Wilson in the backfield. Now, Wilson's a guy I think you got to start because he's essentially a bell cow right now. But don't be surprised if there's like 100 total plays running this game, which is a problem for fantasy. Not eh, let, Let's just say, put it this way, Ross. DFS, DFS guys day off this game. You don't, want, you don't want to mess with this game for DFS. All right, good to know. What about the Eagles in Arizona to take on the Cardinals? Yeah, this is um, the Eagles. They've, they've continued to win in impressive fashion. They, they win in different conditions. They win um, in, in different weather. They win despite some injuries. Um, and the Cardinals, whether they win or lose, their offense is the same crap every single week. Kyler Murray is dinking and dunking to an extreme degree right now. His average depth of target is 5.84 yards down the field. Okay? It was 8.6 last year, 8.5 the year before, and 7.9 in his rookie season in 2019. 22% of his throws have been passes to receivers running just simple hitch routes. This is a completely uncreative offense. The good news is, from a fantasy perspective, is he at least throws the ball to where we want it to go. Marquise Brown had a season-high 35% target share in week five. That was his season. That, 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 that is, uh, excuse me, week four. That has increased every single week. Zach Ertz has now finished as a top 15 scoring tight end in 13 of his 15 games with the Cardinals. So those two guys are getting the football. Ross, we might have to douse the Dorch Torch. Rondale Moore returned to the lineup in week number four. Rondale Moore ran more routes than Marquise Brown. He ran 33 to lead the team. Greg Dorch's routes got cut to 17. Of course, Rondale Moore had a very Rondale Moore-like stat line uh, in that game, doing nothing of interest. Uh, He had five targets, three catches, and 11 yards. And that is a juicy 2.2 yards per target. Uh, I'm not really interested in him. The guys I'm interested here are obviously Murray, Marquise Brown. Um, By the way, you have to watch the status of Darius Slay because if Darius Slay doesn't play, that's a big boost to Marquise Brown and Zach Ertz. And again, James Conner, the problem with James Conner is he's not getting in the box nearly as much as he did last year. He averaged under four yards per carry last year. He's creating zero explosive plays on the ground. He's just a plotter. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a flex play at this point, and especially against an Eagle defense that after being gashed on the ground uh, in week one by the Lions and DeAndre Swift have just shut down opposing run games the last three weeks. What about the Eagles on offense? Uh, the, Eagles, the Eagles are starting to become an easy team for me because uh, – Tell me which of these guys you feel comfortable benching for fantasy. Miles Sanders? No. Jalen Hurts? No. A.J. Brown? No. Devontae Smith? Maybe. Dallas Goddard? No. I mean, Devontae Smith is really the only one. And, you know, again, week one was a weird game. Week four was played in a torrential downpour. I know. I was in Philadelphia for a wedding. Um, I feel bad for them. Um, it was it was really not a nice day. Um, and and that's the Eagles right now. And now keep an eye on their offensive line. Arizona, J.J. Watt going up there against you know, Jordan Mailata might not play. Isaac Sayamalo might not play. But, Ross, you know how the Eagles operate. 
Sue Opeta comes in, he looks pretty good. Jack Driscoll comes in, he looks pretty good. Andre Diller just got his practice window activated, so he might be able to play this week. The Eagles are just a machine right now. Um, and and I'm not sitting any of those guys for fantasy. I'm just not doing it. There's a chance that the – we were talking about this on uh, Philly Radio this morning, that the Cardinals against the Phillies is the same time as the Cardinals against the Eagles. Can't imagine Major League Baseball would do that. But I can tell you, if you love sports on TV, you'll love the price at Sling TV. You can follow all the action on one screen and catch every touchdown every Sunday thanks to NFL Red Zone, available on Sling Blue Plus Sports Extra. Sling's easy to use, easy to set up, and now you can try it for half off. They're giving this to you for half off. Just visit sling.com slash DraftKings to sign up today. Watch every touchdown live. Every Sunday afternoon with NFL Red Zone on Sling. For a limited time, you get Sling Blue and add-on sports extra with NFL Red Zone for half off your first month. Regular price is $46. Now it's only $23. That's right. You get the best deal on Red Zone, so you can catch all the touchdowns at the lowest price with Sling TV. Visit sling.com slash DraftKings to sign up today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Joe, it's the Cowboys, Cooper Rush and the Cowboys at the Rams. So um, here's the deal with Dak Prescott, by the way, and uh, he's not going to play this week. Uh, Jerry Jones said on Tuesday, uh, Dak Prescott isn't able to comfortably grip footballs uh, with the thumb that was repaired by a surgery. Michael Gelkin of the Dallas Morning News further confirmed that he's not going to play this week. And you have to wonder how much of the Cowboys – they're tune changing. You know, they didn't put him on, on, on injured reserve. Well, now he's going to miss his fourth consecutive game. So they could have, um, I would have to think them being three and O with Cooper rush at quarterback has a big part, um, into, into the way that they've, uh, operated, uh, this way. And I mean, based on Jerry Jones's comments, um, not only is Dak Prescott not going to play this week, I wonder if he's even going to play next week against Philadelphia. You know, he's got the swelling. I think that's probably their goal is to play him next week. Um, but they're not going to rush Prescott out there when they're 3-0 and with Cooper Rush. I think this is their toughest challenge yet, going on the road to a Los Angeles team that is absolutely pissed off right now. Um, but for Los Angeles, I mean, you you watch San Francisco get after Stafford. How do we anticipate that Dallas won't get after Stafford? with that pass rush, Lawrence and, and and Parsons and the boys. Like, they're going to get after Matthew Stafford in this game. Could be a low lower scoring game than, than you might think in this game. Um, the total, by the way, 43 and a half uh, for this one. Definitely a little bit different than you would have thought uh, from uh, an opening line during the summer. And I, I've got to agree with it. I mean, I think Rush has just been taking care of the game. He hasn't had a game get away from him yet. That could happen in this game. 
This could also be a game where it's 17 to 10 because Stafford and the Rams, who averaged under 4.0 yards per play last week, can't get can't get them protected up. So it's going to be a fascinating game here. Um, I do think this is the toughest challenge for the Cooper Rush era, but also the Cowboys are getting healthier at receiver. You know, obviously CeeDee Lamb, um, Cooper Rush has, has peppered him with targets. Uh, by the way, uh, CeeDee Lamb in his last 15 games has six games of 15 or more fantasy points, Cooper Rush has started four of them. So Cooper Rush peppers CeeDee Lamb with targets. Dalton Schultz does not get peppered with targets, but they do have Michael Gallup back in the lineup. He's more of a bench stash for me uh, right now. But um, I got to be impressed with Cooper Rush. I'm just not sure how much Dallas is going to score in this game. Are we playing anybody for the Rams other than Cooper Cup? Oh, Tyler Higby. Um, Tyler Tyler Higby's getting like these 400 short targets every week, and he's a must start. Like, like I told you on, on on yesterday's podcast, I said I'd start Tyler Higby over Kyle Pitts right now, and that's not even controversial. I don't know how. Like I think you have to start Tyler Higby over over Kyle Pitts right now. The run game has been brutal. Um, Cam Akers eight carries for 13 yards. Daryl Henderson eight for 27. Stafford, again, I think he's going to be under siege here. This offensive line has really struggled here. So um, I think this could be a low-scoring game. Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby, and then you're crossing your fingers and praying for the rest of the guys. Allen Robinson, two catches for seven yards on six targets. It is not working for him right now. Let's get to Bengals-Ravens Sunday night. I'll be there, Joe. What do I need to know? Oh, okay, Ross. Well, um, one of the things that we need to watch is the injury status of Rashad Bateman, who's got a midfoot sprain. Our doctor, Edwin Porras at FantasyPoints.com, thinks it could be nothing, thinks it could be something, something that might cost him a couple of weeks. A guy like Hollywood Brown had one this year and didn't miss any time at all. So it's possible Rashad Bateman. There was a there was thought that – um. Bateman might have gotten benched for performance reasons because of John Harbaugh's vague comments last week after uh, I think Bateman dropped a key third down pass. And I thought that would have been strange to bench him for performance reasons, given that was played in a hurricane. Um, uh, So that's the thing that we've got to watch with Bateman, but his usage has been disappointing anyway. It was just a game last week against Buffalo that uh, neither team could really throw the football, especially the Ravens. I'm not really going to hold that too much against uh, Lamar Jackson and company with the weather and and uh, Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott just coaching the guys up and doing an, an impressive job. One thing to watch here in the Ravens' backfield, uh, Justice Hill picked up an injury. He's going to miss some time. Gus Edwards activated off the pup list his practice window is open doesn't mean he's going to play this week but if you're dying for running back help in a deeper league Gus Edwards could be out there and J.K. Dobbins I said I needed to see it before I put him in a lineup well I saw it um he had 17 touches 73 yards from uh, 63 yards from scrimmage two touchdowns I think you can put J.K. Dobbins in a lineup as an RB2 right now understanding that he's probably not going to look the same but with Justice Hill hurt Gus Edwards still working his way back. I feel like uh, J.K. Dobbins is going to get a lot of work in this backfield. He has at least given their run game some life that it didn't have in the first three uh, two weeks of the season. And the Bengals, Joe? Yeah, the Bengals, again, I mean, uh, Joe Mixon, by the way, is still underperforming his XFP. Here's a narrative for you. Ross, did a, did a player ever do this for you? Uh, Joe Mixon called an offensive line meeting with the backs to sort out the run game. Did that yeah, ever happen I mean, with you? I don't remember a player ever doing that, but there were times certainly where the running backs in line got together to 
make sure everybody's on the same page and looking at it the same way and seeing it the same way. But that's interesting that Mixon did that. I saw that note. So we got the narrative now for Joe Mixon. Not only do we know that even though he scored last week, he's still underperforming by XFP, uh, Scott Barrett's expected fantasy points. Now we've got the narrative that he and the offensive line are getting everybody fired up uh, to, uh, to, to run the football here. So I still think Joe Mixon is, uh, is a buy low candidate to me. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. I think Jamar Chase is a buy low candidate to me too. Um, I mean, that guy has like five almost touchdowns this year. So I, I think the Bengals and Joe Burrow started to look like Joe Burrow last week. Like I thought Burrow played a really sharp game, averaged nearly uh, 10 yards per attempt against Miami. I think Joe Burrow um, is going to have a strong game on Sunday. And I'm excited to watch this one. Uh, Bengals and the Ravens just hope Rashad Bateman plays. But the Bengals are the Bengals are the same team every week to me. Um, they've just underachieved a little bit this year. The good news is the usage is there. The things are coming. You can join me at that game, by the way, down in Baltimore on the Game Time app. This morning on the Ross, or yesterday morning on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, it was $88 to get in. Now it's $85. Game Time is the fastest growing ticketing app. I'm showing it to you, those of you watching on YouTube, that guarantees the lowest price on tickets to all your favorite sports, concerts, and shows. Just put in your location and see what the awesome deals are they have around you because it's pretty impressive. You can even see the view from your seat in the app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and redeem code FEAST. For $20 off your first purchase. So you're already guaranteed to get the lowest price on the tickets. Then you take $20 off with code FEAST on your first purchase. Terms apply. Download Game Time. Last minute tickets. So you can check near your area, near where you live for the lowest price guaranteed on those tickets. What do you have for me Monday night? Big-time rivalry, Joe, Raiders-Chiefs. And um, the Raiders now, I think the big story for them last week against Denver was Josh Jacobs. I mean, we talked uh, all offseason. If you were on fantasy Twitter, maybe I mentioned it once or twice here on the podcast, the dead zone for running backs. Well, the dead zone is the one that's actually at the top of the leaderboards. Josh Jacobs was like a sixth, seventh-round pick. He's near the top of the running back leaderboards. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 6th, 7th, 8th round pick. He's near the top of the leaderboards. Miles Sanders, 7th, 8th, ninth round pick. He's at the top of the leaderboards. So maybe next year we should be drafting all dead zone running backs. I mean, look at Josh Jacobs. Jacobs ranks 6th among all running backs in snap rate. He's 11th in expected fantasy points. And he leads the league in carry share inside the 20 and inside the 10. He has one hundred percent of the Raiders rush attempts inside the 10-yard line so there is nobody vulturing Josh Jacobs nobody's even getting a chance to vulture Josh Jacobs and obviously their passing game hasn't worked um nearly as much um as they would have liked with Hunter Renfro um uh missing the last two games with a concussion his his status needs to be monitored um Darren Waller hasn't been as productive he's fifth among this from Jared Smola he's fifth among tight ends in total routes but he's only got a 15.5% target share. So teams are really kind of bracketing Devontae Adams and Darren Waller. I think the Raiders need Hunter Renfro back really to take advantage um, of the fact that teams are taking out their big time. We've seen Devontae Adams bracketed. We've seen Darren Waller bracketed. Teams are taking away their big time passing game options. But last week against Denver, the Raiders were like, okay, 
You're going to bracket our guys down the field. We're just going to run the ball down your throats. And Josh Jacobs answered that bell. So I'm very interested to see how Josh Jacobs handles that going forward. Now, flipping over to Kansas City, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is just running hotter than the sun in terms of touchdown luck. But, like, you know, everything to me says that's a sell-high guy. But, you know, if you've got a running back who's putting up top five numbers and he's red hot, I kind of understand why you don't want to sell high and you just want to see if, if it goes because you know Kansas City's going to score points and Edwards Alaire is earning these opportunities. He scored a touchdown on 9.2% of his touch, touches. So basically one out of every t- 11 times he touches the football, he's getting in the end zone. Um, and this is a guy who had zero touchdown luck before this year um, because his touchdown per touch rate was 3% earlier in the season. One situation to watch with Kansas City. Juju Smith-Schuster ran a route on 67% of their pass plays in week four. That was his lowest of the season. The question becomes, is that a blip on the radar or is that the beginning of a trend? Because the rookie Sky Moore ran a season-high 10 routes in week four. Now, 10 routes is not enough to play a guy for fantasy purposes. But it is enough to take a look and say, hey, this guy Juju, who is averaging like four yards a dot. Like he's not being thrown the ball deep. Everybody thought, oh, Patrick Mahomes is going to throw him the ball deeper than Ben Roethlisberger did. Not a whole lot. They need some, they need some reliable speed on the perimeter and in the slot. And I wonder if Sky Moore is going to get that from the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, somebody who might, if he was dropped over the first month, maybe get a speculative ad because I'm interested to see if his usage goes up here over the next couple of weeks with Juju Smith-Schuster's usage being pulled back. Check him out on social at FG underscore Dolan. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker pod. If you quote tweet at Ross Tucker pod this week, you will have a great chance to be the winner of the spread the word via social media. Fantasypoints.com is where you put the code 22 feast in. Other than that, I am stuffed. We are done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.